Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest speaker for today, Reverend Kelly Isola. Kelly is a consultant, teacher, author, and transformative mentor who shares her passion for living the twofold path of an engaged spiritual life, embracing the inner path of wisdom and healing, as well as demonstrating the outer path of compassionate service. In addition to a Master of Divinity from Unity Institute and Seminary, she holds several certifications in leading edge models of human and organizational development, focusing on how we create and relate to ourselves, each other, and the world, as well as her specialty, the spiritual practice of conflict transformation through embodying paradox. Kelly partners with faith communities and nonprofit organizations to move through times of change efficiently, effectively, and with sustainable results. She is a Unity theologian and loves sharing her wisdom in the classroom as adjunct professor, sorry, adjunct faculty for uh, Unity Institute and Seminary. Please join me in welcome Kelly, Reverend Kelly Isola. She sounds fabulous. You should have her come and speak. <laughs> We're going to start this morning with, uh, with a prayer. We're going to start with, uh, I'm just going to invite you to, you can leave your eyes open. You can have them closed. Uh, it's up to you. Whatever's more comfortable for you and having a sense of being settled, of being grounded. Um, but we're going to start with a, what I call a collective act of solidarity, which is a breath. So if we take a breath in and then we exhale, let's do that one more time. Inhale, exhale. We come together in prayer to acknowledge our intention of doing good work. We live in, the, in an exterior world of impermanence. And as we can see, it is a complex beautiful yet changing world. It's a world in which every change has the potential to bring humankind ever closer to harmony, to having an understanding and a knowing of our interconnectedness. We come together in prayer to acknowledge the source of comfort in, su in suffering, which very often is each other, is our source of comfort. Because when we forever summon our human community to justice, to peace, to forgiveness, we are bringing comfort into the world. We know that every religion has its own special color and texture and shine and, and we know we're not alone. And so we join together in this beautiful complex mosaic pattern of spiritual wholeness 
We come together in prayer to extend our loving compassion to all life throughout the world. So let's breathe again, inhale and exhale. We don't let our anger divide us from one another. While we may see it around ourselves, while we may do that from time to time, we also know that we can step into our abiding purpose. We can step into having every heart filled with a bright reflection of everlasting love. And we affirm that we have the capacity, we have the power to do that as we move through our own healing, our own forgiveness, our own in engaging our own and collective suffering to bring forward compassion. So as we pray this prayer, make these words your own. In word, spirit, and deed, I honor each of you. Your presence is a blessing. Your commitment is inspiring. And so it is. Amen. The title of my talk was, Is Gratitude Enough? Is Gratitude Enough? You know, I posted it on um, Facebook. I usually post a little meme and, um, you know, with the title and where and, you know, going live, wherever that is. And so and it, it, so I posted it and the title just says, Is Gratitude Enough? There's actually more to the title, but I just wanted something short. And somebody that I know responded to it and commented, Enough for what? And, uh, and so I responded with exactly, <laughs> which I know is not really a helpful answer, right? Is gratitude enough? Uh, and what I do is, you know, I, you know, I honestly believe the best thing I can do is to kind of, you know, jar the brain a little bit, kind of get us out of some habits, you know, kind of shake up the, the thinking a little bit and, and expand our you know, our perspective and expand how we view the world, expand how we see each other, right? Because we're always, we're always, you know, it's never a complete picture. You know, there's this, this uh, term in, in, in the world of peacemaking that every perception is a misperception. So when I keep that in mind, I know that there's always a little piece of the puzzle missing somewhere. And it's my role in the world to be curious, right? Just be curious, I don't have to agree. I don't have to disagree. I don't have to have a judgment. I don't have to, you know, but we get afraid that our point of view isn't going to get across. And so just stay curious, just stay curious. So I asked the question, is gratitude enough? And of course, <laughs> I love that she said, for what? And, um, and I answered it exactly because we have a tendency to think about enough as a quantity of something. Uh, and that's not how I talk about it. That's not what it means for me. And I'll I'll get to that in a few minutes. But I wanted to start with, um, you know, uh, many of us are familiar with Meister Eckert's prayer uh, or his quote that says, if the only prayer you ever pray is thank you, that is enough. If the only prayer you ever pray is thank you, that is enough. Now, Meister Eckert, if you're not familiar with him, was a 14th century Catholic mystic. 
And most of us, you know, have heard of Meister Eckert, maybe some quotes, maybe have read a little bit about him. If you read anything by um, Matthew Fox, he writes a lot about Meister Eckert. But Meister Eckert was really, uh, he's a, you know, I mean, he'd be a rabble rouser now in 2023, never mind, you know, 800 years ago. Um, he he just, he pushed the envelope in terms of, you know, con- at his time, contemporary theology and the church and what you're supposed to believe. So when he says, you know, if the only prayer you ever pray is thank you, is that enough? Of course, I go into, you know, being the good questioner that I am, you know, I kind of operate on don't ruin a good question with an answer, right? So I just kind of generate more questions. And I think to myself, well, is that true? Like just because this, you know, this demigod, Meister Eckert said it, does that mean it's true? And I'm actually not going to answer that question for you. I'll leave it with you. And is it enough? You know, does it, does, you know, it's the prayer of thank you. Does that really constitute a spiritual practice unto itself? You know, the thank you, um, which then gets me, got me thinking about gratitude and, and really what science is showing and, you know, for many of us, uh, we've probably learned, you know, what science is now showing us is, you know, the medical results when focusing on gratitude or gratefulness and what happens in the body and the mind and, and physically. And some of us are like, well, yeah, like, duh, you know, I didn't really need a lot of medical data and, you know, control groups to know this. And I love that science is, is bearing it out, you know, the, the, what, you know, what gratitude does, what gratefulness, but it still brings me to, is it enough? You know, if, if that's the only prayer I ever pray is thank you, is that enough? And, and so it, I look at it as, you know, gratitude is really, you know, and what science is showing is it's sort of like a Swiss army knife of spiritual tools, right? So if you're familiar with a Swiss army knife and the bigger they are, the more little gadgets and gizmos it has on it but you know you can file your nails you can tweeze your eyebrows you can open a bottle of wine you know you can carve a piece of wood you know it's a swiss army knife has all these different you know things that you pull out to to do pretty much anything and again the bigger the army knife the more tools you have so i think of gratitude as like a swiss army knife of spiritual tools because it can we can use it in any um any any situation in life at any time it's not always just about giving thanks right gratitude is really much more than a feeling it's actually a way of being and it's not um it's not divorced from difficult times like they actually go hand in hand um in the writers of the gospels uh in, in christian scripture very often write you know, and attributing to Jesus that before he does certain things, he gives thanks, right? The loaves and the fishes story, raising Lazarus from the dead. There's a, a lot of stories that are written about Jesus that attribute this giving thanks before he does something. Um, you know, not unlike some people give thanks before they eat their meal. Um, we tend to, uh, you know, when things work out well, we go, oh, thank you, you know, which is sort of a knee jerk kind of response. But we do often pause and, um, and express relief, express joy, you know, express appreciation. And it's, it's a natural thing to do. 
um, you know, when we're going through a challenge and it works out okay, and uh, or even if it doesn't work out okay, but the the discomfort is, you know, is taken from us. We, you know, we've healed the anger. We, you know, whatever okay is. I don't know how, you know, when something works out okay. I think that's very relative. Okay is different for different people. But what if things don't work out the way we would have liked or or haven't worked out in a way that brings us a sense of comfort or brings the emotional intensity down or or gives us a little bit more, you know, maybe some resolution, you know, or some more peace or, or a little more harmony? You know, can we still be grateful in that? Um, and given that God is principle, not a being outside of us, um, you know, and when we think about God as principle and not a being and thinking in terms of that one oneness, Myrtle Fillmore says, you know, where do we aim our thanks? Right. What are we grateful for and who are we grateful to? Right. So what she's tapping into is how often do we sort of, you know, give thanks and we're we're sending it out um, not not to exclude when we give thanks to people. Right. Um, or even an organization or something. Um, but she's really, where are we aiming our thanks? Um, because she's saying, you know, God is principle that we use. And then she goes on to say, does gratitude need an object at all? Right. So think about how often, you know, our gratitude or our gratefulness becomes a, you know, like an outward kind of thing, a direction. And so she challenges us, like, do we need an object at all? And I would say, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, gratitude has been a part of all the world's religions um, for millennia. Uh, in the Buddhist tradition, gratitude leads to metta, which is loving kindness. It melts barriers between people. Isn't that a nice, think of that, about that for a minute. Think about someone that you have some difficulty with. It doesn't need the, it doesn't have to be the person that's most difficult in your life, although it could be, but imagine in your mind for a moment, the person that you are having a little difficulty with, and then just visualize seeing that barrier just melting, right? You don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to go find the person and say something, just imagine, right? It's the power of the faculty of imagination, it's the power of our faculty of will, right? So imagine in your mind someone that you have a, that's, there's a barrier between you and just see it melting like an ice cube. Even better, see it melting like ice cream, right? Ice cream is out long enough and it melts, but it still tastes just as good. So imagine that barrier melting, right? That is, is actually an act of gratitude. Um, you know, gratitude is not always about saying thanks, right? It's, um, I'm going to come back to that enough thing in a moment. The Hindus say that it's a life-giving soul quality. It's a life-giving soul quality. Um, the Vedas, the, the, uh, the sacred text in Hinduism, the Vedas say that it's an exercise of our free will, um, which I really like because that means, which I think most of us know, but we don't necessarily talk about a lot. So we get to decide. We get to decide, is gratitude enough? And what does it mean? And how do I do it? And is there a direction, right? Do I need an object at all? You know, what am I grateful for and who? Um, and maybe nothing. 
the, I think what's important to remember, you know, when I ask the question, is gratitude enough, is like looking in my life where it, where I am acting from that place, from the consciousness. So here I come into the enough thing, a consciousness of enoughness, right? Because enough is not a quantity. It's not a quantity of something. There's no yardstick to be measured by. It's a consciousness that we come from, right? So it's, um, so when I, when I ask myself, you know, when it's this exercise of free will, so what is the consciousness I'm coming from? And if I'm not coming from a, a, if it's not, this is not about, oh, I'm not experiencing gratitude. I must be doing something wrong. It is not that at all. Please do not go down that rabbit hole, right? It's an exercise. It's a practice. And if you find, like, even in that little exercise, hold someone in your mind that you're having difficulty with. If you weren't able to see the barrier melting, that's fine. That's the thing about gratitude. That's the thing about you know, if this is the only prayer I ever pray is thank you, that is enough. Part of what's under that is that whatever's going on for you is just fine. We don't need to have an, uh, a uh, judgment about it. You know, I'm not grateful for that or that person. I'm never going to have gratitude for that or no Thanksgiving. Sometimes we're grumpy. Sometimes we're having a hard time. And it's okay in that moment because it's not a permanent place. And we know there's a place to go with that thinking, with how we're feeling, with what our body's telling us, right? But I think the, um, you know, in the New Testament, Paul says in his letters, he, he uses thanks over and over and over, the Apostle Paul. Um, and he said to be grateful in all things, not for all things, which for me is much easier. I think in the most difficult times in my life, I think I can find a little gratitude in those challenges, but I guarantee you there are a lot of moments where I'm not giving thanks for that thing, but I can find some gratitude in it, right? I can find some gratitude in it. Anybody else? Raise your hand if you've ever had that experience. Yes, thank you. See, I just need to see if you're with me, if you're still awake, if you're listening. I need to, so I'm grateful for your presence, for raising your hand. Because I think that we, we just need permission to be who we are, what we are, where we are, how we are. But I'm going to come back to the Hindus because I think they got it right that, you know, that, um, you know, we can, we can, we get to, it's an exercise of free will, right? That we get to choose all the time. Um, and as I said, you know, sometimes life is just hard and it's not about escaping that. It's not about life is hard. I must be thinking something. I must not be doing something right. I'm not a very good truth student. No, life happens, right? And we know that there's, uh, there's gold in that mud, right? We just have to be with it long enough. So there's this Hindu affirmation that I have come to, to, I've adopted it as my own because it perfectly says what, um, when I'm in the middle of that kind of, okay, there's gold or like that, that old phrase, there's a pony under there somewhere, right? So when I'm in those kind of situations to just pause Stop digging, stop looking in the, and just pause and be with all that's going on, right? And the Hindus say, I am a spiritual being of light maturing in the ocean of experience. I am a spiritual being of light maturing in the ocean of experience. 
which I think is a wonderful way to say, so Italian New Yorker, I would say the exact same thing, but there might be a couple of dicey words in the middle of it that not everybody would appreciate. But what I love about this is that I am a spiritual being of light maturing in an ocean of experience. And what that statement tells me is that I am fully human, I'm fully divine, and this is how they work together, right? I'm, I'm in an ocean of experience. And sometimes that ocean of experience is very rocky and sometimes it's very calm waters, but I'm maturing, right? Maturing means I'm evolving, I'm learning, I'm growing. I'm, you know, I'm open to all that's going on in my world, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? I'm open to all of that. And this statement, I'm a spiritual being of light maturing in the ocean of experience, is that quality of consciousness of enoughness, that whatever's going on, you know, here I am, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be stuck there. I just have to be with this ocean of experience, right? And recognize that I'm maturing that I'm moving through it, um, that I'm what I refer to as, you know, this ocean of experience is, I call it the great fullness of life. So we have that word gratefulness, but I've expanded it to the great fullness of life. And that's what the ocean of experience is, is the great fullness of life, which means all of my life, that it's all welcome at the table. It's all welcome at the altar of my life. All of my experiences, the ones that I cannot stand that give me a lot of sadness or heartbreak or, um, you know, I'm feeling despondent, as well as the experiences that are inspiring and uplifting and joy-filled that remind me that I am the spiritual of light maturing in an ocean of experience. So is gratitude enough? I don't know. I think there's things that come before we get to the gratitude. So then the answer would be yes, it is enough. See how I did that? I asked a question at the beginning and I answered it yes, and then I answered it no, or I answered it no, then I answered it yes. Um, Myrtle says that we overflow with thanksgiving and we want to praise and worship something, but there's nothing out there that we're sending it to. It's like thank you notes with no address on them. So send them to you, right? Send them to you, send them to another person. You know, Myrtle's her, you know, when, when it comes time for the love offering in the service, we have a, most churches have a, um, a love offering prayer or affirmation that are all very similar. Myrtle Fillmore's was very short. She said, divine love through me blesses and multiplies you period. That's, that's a way of saying that this is enough. That's a consciousness of enoughness, that divine love, which, you know, expresses from me to you, like period. I don't need to go into more of it. So th then it's like, okay, so how this great, love it, you know, I'm a spiritual being of light maturing in the ocean of experience, but how exactly do I do that? Well, the short answer is to give. You know, I'm one of these people that strongly believes that 
you know, if something is missing in a situation, it's my responsibility, it's my job, it's my calling to put into the situation what's missing, which can sound a little counterintuitive if I happen to be in a place where I'm thinking, well, I don't have that to give, but we do. We're fully human, we're fully divine, we just forget. So the way, the best way that I know to live gratitude, to live that great fullness of life is to give. It's a natural expression for us. It puts us into that, that the law of generosity, right? It puts us into a consciousness of enoughness, remembering that enough is not a quantity. It's a consciousness from which we come. The word generosity, the root of the word, you know, G-E-N-E, the first four words, the root of the word generosity means to give birth. So what am I giving birth to? When I give, I'm birthing something, you know, um, uh, it's also the root of the word generation. So generosity is what am I giving today that creates a world for the future generations, right? And am I paying attention to what the great fullness of my life is, or am I ignoring the, the situations that are just too painful, Right? So bring me back to, I'm a spiritual being of light, maturing in an ocean of experience. And sometimes I don't want to mature anymore. Like I'm done, right? I'm done self-reflecting. I'm done maturing. Just leave me alone. I'm perfectly fine just the way I am. And I know that I'll wake up out of that, you know, maybe in a minute, maybe in a day. Um, so the best answer I know to live the great fullness of life is to give. And I don't mean money. I'm talking about becoming a person of increase, right? To, to add or increase. And again, not a quantity, um, but to adding good cheer, adding a way, finding a way to be in service, you know, even tipping more, which is a, a you know, a quantity of something, but increasing whatever life presents you know, looking for the opportunities to comfort, to smile, to compliment, right? Um, every every week when I go to physical therapy, I have a different t-shirt on that has some kind of, you know, something funny or thought provoking on it that um, everybody in the place reads. And I've come to discover they look forward to seeing me every week because they never know what I'm going to wear. So that's my way of, of, you know, practicing increase. It's just increase the world that's around me. Practice being a person of increase, right? Which means living out of my full humanity, which is how we make known our divinity. I'm a spiritual being of light maturing in the ocean of experience. So again, if the prayer, the only prayer I ever pray is thank you, is that enough? Yes and no. Yes and no, because there's a whole lot that comes before the gratitude piece, the thank you. Let's take this idea of the great fullness of life into meditation. If you're comfortable, you can close your outer eyes. If you want to leave them open, you can maybe lower your gaze onto something in front of you. It's really about, meditation is really about you feeling settled in your own body, feeling centered, right? Having a sense of emotional safety, having a sense of physical safety, perhaps. 
And again, a collective act of solidarity. Let's breathe in together. And exhale. want to return to the idea of someone that you might be struggling with. Someone that and maybe not a big struggle, but you know, we are moving into holidays. And we know that at times being together with family and friends can be a little emotionally intense. I want you to bring to mind friends or family members that maybe you're you're already bump heads a little bit with or a lot. Maybe you know you're going to see some people over the holiday that you think you might. <clears throat> so bring their image to mind. Bring their face or faces to mind. And see the barrier that's between you and them. And just allow it to melt. Like an ice cube. Like ice cream on a warm day. And maybe it just melts a little bit. Maybe it melts a lot. Remember, it's whatever it is you're seeing, all of it is welcome at the altar of your life. Continue to follow the rhythm of your breath because that is the rhythm of life. Each of us, I believe, have something in our world for which we are grateful, for which we have a sense of appreciation or thankfulness. Maybe a person, could be a place, could be a pet, an animal. So I want you to bring that to your mind's eye. Bring that to your mind's eye. Feel the appreciation for that person or that special place or the animal. And your gratitude does not need to be expressed verbally, but it can be lived. And it's lived by bringing that gratefulness and that appreciation that you currently are having for that person for that place, for that pet or animal. Feeling that appreciation within you. And then from that, 
discerning what it is you would like to give today. Because it's a natural expression of that appreciation. It is the flow of generosity. It is the flow of you giving birth to something. Giving birth to something that helps create future generations. So that appreciation that you're feeling, allow it to help you form the action of giving, of becoming a person of increase, which doesn't mean more of something, just expanding the good. And it could be more of something physical. Maybe you tip a little bit more, find a way to be in service, even just praise someone. Silently hold someone's hand. Smile. To be a person of increase means to connect with life, to move beyond ourselves and connect. And that is living the great fullness of life. That is us being a spiritual being of light, maturing in an ocean of experience. It will roll on forever. We just need to see that flow. And remember that we are a spiritual being of light, maturing in an ocean of experience. And so it is, and we go forth and be it. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org. 